0: And we talk about movie shit, and we review some movies. I'll be having a bit of a delayed review of uh, Pacific Rim, but I'd like to use Pacific Rim as an excuse to talk about some other stuff.
1: Cool. And this week I'll be reviewing World War Z and The Wolverine.
0: Yeah, yeah. You're just all over the place. You're yeah. very caught up these days. I'm all caught up in shit. Excellent. That's why I don't get any <laughs> fucking work done. <laughs> And if you are uh, listening to us for the first time, thank you very much. And if you have any questions or comments that you would like to send our way, you can
1: email us at podcast at mcgapandfries.com. Or you can hit us up on Twitter. I'm at McNastyPrime, MC Nasty Prime, And I'm at Gav Yeah. Yes. Yeah, follow
0: us. We're very fun.
1: We're very funny. Yes, we're very charming. So, the big news recently was Comic-Con was on in San Diego, and there was yes. a host of stuff came out of this. Yes, yes. A whole, whole bunch of stuff going on at Comic-Con. Yeah. Uh, I think we build up to the main ones, but uh, I'm going to put a few links up on the site, because there was some cool stuff shown. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the actual movie footage won't be released until we get proper trailers later, but yeah. there was some cool videos of just actors fucking around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, first up, we had Andrew Garfield appeared as Spider-Man, uh, staying in car- character and in An- costume. An-
0: Andrew Garfield really wants people to like him. <laughs> he really loves Spider-Man yeah I know but he, it's gotten to a point now where it's if you know it just feels slightly needy just slightly I don't know I mean this should endear me to him yeah. but for some reason it kind of makes me not like him because it's, sec- it's the second year
1: in a row right? yeah it's Wasn't the second time, second he time he's done this rest, last year he was dressed as hobo Spider-Man and, yeah, then, yeah, and yeah, asked a yeah. question and then ripped it off yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean I'm worried that in 20 or 30 years he's still going to be doing this like he's going to be on uh, Conan O'Brien or whatever late so night chat show com- yeah, coming up in like Spider-Man. a really dirty Spider-Man outfit that he hasn't watched since to- Comic-Con 2013
0: yeah 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 he hasn't watched it like since since Emma Stone left him or yeah. something
1: because <laughs>
0: you know that's not going all the way no
1: <laughs> well she wasn't there was she no no no
0: she was filming yeah sure she was yeah, yeah. she's
1: like I'm not, go- I'm not going out there with you if you're going to keep that outfit on it's so, like you go to Comic-Con I'm just going to chill here in France yeah <laughs> You go hang out with your fucking fanboys. <laughs> he loves it.
0: He does. He does. He does. But how do you feel? Uh, how do you feel about how Jamie Foxx looks as as, as
1: Electro? Oh, I don't know. I have to see it in motion. I haven't. What I've seen so far is just a jellyfish guy, and stills don't really. It's like don't a black
0: Mister Freeze. I, I just can't. I just can't get excited about
1: it. Yeah. I mean, I'm more interested to see what the fuck they do with Paul Manny.
0: Yeah. Actually, yeah. I keep forgetting that the Rhino's in there. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> I haven't shown anything. It's like I'm
1: Jamie Foxx motherfuckers. I'm in the movie.
0: Actually, one role that I'd really like to see Jamie Fox do because apparently he's very interested in playing Spawn. Yes, that was some other news. So, but uh, Todd McFarlane's yeah. writing a current script
1: for it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, because I remember uh, Todd McFarlane had it was an interview with Todd McFarlane I think a year or two ago where he was saying that uh, he there's a,
1: there's an Oscar winning actor interested. Yeah, that's what the, they were saying as well. And right, everyone thought it was
0: Cuba Gooding Jr. because <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: because. It's, it's, Al Simmons has got to be black
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean it's either going to be Cooper Gooding Jr., Jamie Fox, or Denzel You yeah. know that Denzel's not going to be playing fucking Spawn Wouldn't that
1: be awesome That would be awesome <laughs> <laughs> I'd, <laughs> be <laughs> I'd, I'd be there in a heart <laughs> Oh god yeah That'd be fucking Denzel crazy. Washington is Spawn <laughs> Holy <the> shit
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dubbed by Keith David Perfection oh.
1: <laughs> Sorted Are you
0: listening Denzel?
1: It could be a whole new this could be your Chapter Re- of this. His. This
0: could be your Andy McDowell and Earl of Greystoke performance <laughs> what? Andy McDowell. She was uh, dubbed
1: over by Glenn Close in uh, Tarzan. Uh, talked tar- I know, but Legend of Greystone is just. A, it's uh, where did that just come from? Nowhere. I mean, fucking, no one remembers that movie. Yeah, I remember that movie. No, I mean, We were talking about Denzel. Oh, was it Christopher up. Lambert was Tarzan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was his uh, Hollywood debut. <laughs> and he's been playing grunting man apes ever since. <laughs> Don't talk that way about Raiden. <laughs> <laughs> so that
0: would be very interesting and I, I hope that that really happens because Spawn has always been one of those properties that really is lends itself very well to, to cinema but they just fucked up the first movie yeah
1: totally I mean the CGI cape him running around in that suit looked kind of terrible yeah like I mean they were talking with it, with it. the last time he was talking about this wasn't he saying something about you know Spawn's barely in it mm-hmm. like it's a crime drama yeah. with yeah. supernatural elements which yeah. is probably would work very well if Spawn's yeah. in the shadows all the time yeah, works pretty yeah, cool yeah
0: no, I mean, uh, uh, the, the biggest problem was that they tried to PG-13 the whole thing, and you can't PG-13 death, spawn. Yeah, no. You know, you, it's just one of those comics that you can't do it. It's like having a PG-13 Constantine. Yeah. You know, you just, just can't work.
1: No. Nope. And I read pretty much 80% of the, Const- the Hellblazer run recently. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, there's so much. Like, he just kills all his friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, yeah. he's just such an asshole.
0: Yeah. I mean, I thought that the, uh, the Constantine movie was pretty true to the character. It was a, a toned-down version, but yeah. they got the spirit of the character pretty true. Um, it's just a shame. It's just a shame that they had to kind of uh, sort of like gentrify the whole thing. Mm.
1: Yeah.
0: But anyway, uh, did you also hear that John Williams is uh, confirmed to score Star Wars? No, so. yeah, yeah. no, I was Yeah, yeah. How do you feel? I, I'd rather get Hans Zimmer to do
1: it. Well, weren't they talking about Michael Giacchino? Were they? Yeah. Michael Giacchino works a lot with um... JJ J JJ Abrams and he also has I think the cheesiest fucking selection of song titles you just
0: start looking at this stuff on yeah, it, yeah yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> no I, I had it somewhere I had the list but I forgot where it was but go on I mean what do you think about I mean in,
0: I mean, as the you Jewel said, of the Fates uh, is a
1: nice, I mean, the, the Jewel of the Fates is the only piece I like from the uh, the new Star Wars movies. But like the old stuff's great if they reworked that a bit. But I really liked Michael Giacchino's score for uh, Star Trek and Star Trek yeah. The Darkness. There's a lot of really pounding, fantastic music. I, this year's been great for soundtracks. I bought the Star Trek one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I bought no, some I, other I, ones I, as well. I, can't you know, no, I mean, I think that it would
0: be cool to keep the main theme. But I think aside from that. If you're gonna reboot it, let's reboot it. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like let's let's just let's just fucking do the whole thing over. Let's change it. Let's change it from the inside out. And mm. the, the the easiest way you can do that is by changing the musical landscape a little bit. You know, mm. do what uh, do what was done with Superman Returns. The one part of Superman Returns that they got right is that you you, ha- you keep the original main theme, but everything yeah. else is, is its own thing.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. That's the way. That's the approach I think. I presume they're taking. So they're not throwing out the. Baby with the dishwater. Well,
0: I don't, I don't think they're going to be taking that approach entirely if you're getting fucking John Williams to do the whole score. You yeah. know it's going to sound like all the other Star Wars movies. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, Michael G. Kino, they had he had songs such as The Chronos Wartet instead of The Chronos Quartet. Mm-hmm. they on Chronos. Meld, Marized was another uh, tracklist thing. This is from where? This is from Star Trek Into Darkness soundtrack. Earthbound and Down. Right. Like Eastbound and Down. Buying the Space Farm. Kirk Enterprises. Brigadoom. Cheesy as fuck. Sp- Spock, ju- Spock drops, Kirk jumps. Can you bite this? What? Can you bought this? Well, I don't care about the names of them. It's like the music. contributing to this asshole's career? Yeah. <laughs> hey, he's good at making the music, not so good at naming the music. That's true. Uh, another cool thing that happened to Comic Con was Tom Hiddleston came out and appeared as Loki. Did you see this? Yes, yes, I saw this. This is badass.
0: I, I, did, I did. think it was quite cute that he was struggling to keep a straight face.
1: Because mm. <laughs> he was, you know, he
0: was grinning inanely. <laughs> yeah, he was
1: just shouting at six thousand people in Hall H and having them do his every bidding. Yeah,
0: when it, you could tell whenever he forgot what he had to say, he just said, "Say my name."
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So you could tell, like, I've, I've completely blanked out. I have no idea what I'm supposed to do now. Say my it's name. My name. <laughs> Neil. Yeah, Neil. That was great. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was it was on par with um, Robert Downey Jr.'s. Um, Entr- Entrance is Tony Stark. Yeah. Was Marvel. that last year? I th- yeah, that was, yeah. The, that was last year. No. He, had, he had one glove on and he yeah, walked yeah, down the hallway. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, one thing about Marvel, they do know how to put on a show.
1: Yeah, definitely. And
0: um, I, I really wish I could have been there for the Guardians of the
1: Galaxy uh, footage. Yeah, so we heard they did show some actual footage from the movie had Star Lord messing around. It didn't... She? it did and it had Zoe Saldana's character yeah, as yeah, well yeah and
0: it actually had all the characters Yeah, it just, it just didn't like, like it, it even had Rocket Raccoon they just didn't have any scenes with him talking gotcha and it, and it had like John C. Riley narrating and stuff and yeah good. John C. Riley is the guy who's sort of like um, he's like their parole officer yeah <laughs> <laughs> but
1: they're they're um, they're only a month in like they, they obviously plan to have a good bit they seem to have quite a lot for what they've yeah. been, only been shooting for a little while like two weeks I think just two yeah. weeks of shooting yeah
0: yeah. Apparently, it's uh, I mean, all of the sort of reports of the footage suggest that it's going to be the craziest Marvel fi- Marvel movie yet. Yeah. Uh, which anyone could have told. Me. <laughs> I mean, just look at the lineup. This is insane. If, if uh, I've been reading the uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy comic, is a lot of fun. Is it? It's a lot of fun. If they if they stay true to it, it's going to be a crazy film.
1: Cool. Really nuts. But what was the Guardians of the Galaxy? the current incarnation like there was an older incarnation as well was there there was yeah, yeah. there was an old like 60s 70s 80s one or in the 60s 60s um, same line hmm same similar line no no completely
0: no. different uh, the the new one the new guardians of the galaxy sort of came about as a in as a response to the uh, annihilation uh, story arc.
1: Yeah, because a couple of years back, I think it was early 2000s, Marvel started just like reinvigorating all their stellar lines. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I was going through my own comics at home when I was cleaning out, and I had a lot of the uh, Captain Marvel where Marvel went nuts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, he kept Rick Jones trapped in another universe, and he just went around trying to create, like, he ended up killing entropy, I think, in the end. <laughs> like, it was totally batshit insane. Like, he could see everything, he had a total, like, godlike vision, and as a result, it drove him insane
0: the The interesting thing about um, the the new incarnation of Guardians is that they get their name from from the old guys because the new the new comic starts with um, uh, one of one of the old Guardians sort of teleporting into their into their timeline. Okay. And, and he's I can't remember the character's name but, but he's like I'm, I'm fucking commander whatever from the, I'm of, of the Guardians of the Galaxy and then Rocket Raccoon's like that's
1: a cool name because
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have yeah, is that trademarked
1: because <laughs> I, I think Marvel done a few things on that comicsology app where they like maybe it was New York Comic Con they released a whole load of number ones for free mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you get the number one for free you gotta pay for number two yeah, and yeah. there was a few of that and there was a few comics with the Guardians of the Galaxy talking about
0: Marvel's always been very good about giving you a kiss before they rape you yes
1: yeah. uh, <laughs> if, if, if I put this up tonight uh, I think probably all weekend maybe through, maybe through till Monday Malaysian time um, Wolverine comics are 99 cents on comicology oh yeah to go inside the movie so these, that's how I got like that's why I bought like 20 fucking L Blazer comics because they were like 89 cents each <laughs> I'm like you just can't say no to a bar. No, console. it's such an easy, it's so small, it's like 89 cents. You know, that's like not even a beer. But you're not gonna buy one. No! <laughs> you're
0: gonna yeah. buy 20. Yes. It's like 20 bucks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's like 20, it's, 20, it's like 20 bucks for the price of like two collected editions that would only have. Is this, is this in them.
0: 89 US cents? 89 euro. 70. 89 euro. euro. Oh, so it's more than
1: 89 US cents slightly yeah, yeah but yeah, it's like less than the 360 it's like a buck but like an, a standard comic on Comicsology like costs USD costs around 369 like a standard So you, I don't pay I ain't paying that shit so you spent like 70 ringgit <laughs> yeah it's not, not that cheap now is it yeah but I was able to do it while in bed I didn't have to go to a comic book shop <laughs> and they're not and they're not like laying around my house taking up room so <laughs> fuck you it was a good investment <laughs> And I can't sell them later. I'm,
0: I'm not judging you. Dude. I was just talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. Just How does it feel going into
1: a shop with Guardians of the Galaxy and buying that shit? Yeah, fucking awesome. Really? They're you, not getting like, get any... i f- borrowed it from somebody. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting funny looks shit. behind the character <laughs> Hey, Rekunbo what's this? Dude, dude, ever
0: since ever since going to Chirin's house, I'm not buying another comic for the rest of my life. This guy owns everything. Really? I'm just going to borrow his shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's got everything. I oh, walked into his house I'm like holy fuck look at this bachelor pad wall to wall fucking comics and DVDs that's all he's got
1: almost as bad as your place was with toys yeah pretty much mm. yeah. lousy with comic books yeah T 2- 232s <laughs> so I took a bath on that <laughs> <laughs> There was some video from Comic Con where they were at a, a book uh, retailer and they're saying, you know, what's the most? They were going around NTV or somebody who was going around seeing what they could find the most expensive thing at Comic Con. Mm-hmm. So they had like actual movie props. So they had Ripley's Gun from Aliens, mm-hmm. uh, not a replica the actual ones and stuff yeah. like that. And the most expensive comic they had on the ground on the floor was Batman. I was not Detective Comics twenty-eight. They had Action Comics number one, but it was only rated a five on the quality scale. Right, right, right. But the Batman was like. This- Six point five.
0: Is this the first appearance of Batman?
1: Yeah. Fuck. And it was in like a little safety box, like a <sighs> ranked and everything, and it costs is there a million or something more more six couple million a million something like that yeah. it's fucking crazy because, because it's, because of, because because it's of the been graded because, because it's, it's been, been graded at 6.5 and that's what that's fucking 75 80 years old shit man I'd trade my wife for that <laughs> 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 not for action not for number five well, action comics but for detective comics number 28 yes. I want comics, a Miata
0: I want X-Men comic book number one I remember when I was talking to my dad and he was like telling me, yeah, I had the first issue of Thor and Daredevil. I was like, fuck, why are you telling me this shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stop. Everyone loves to tell me about, everyone like uh, that, that is in a position to leave me money when they die loves to tell me about all the money they used to have. Yeah, they threw it away. <laughs> they threw it away. I was like, dude, I don't need to know this shit. <laughs>
1: Pissing away your inheritance. I... <laughs> yeah, oh, there's another great, another last video I'll link up to uh, from Comic-Con. Did you see the Sherlock one? No, I didn't. So they had um, Martin Freeman just basically saying, Sorry, I couldn't be there, finishing The Hobbit. Because mm-hmm. they've done. Have you watched that new Sherlock show? you have watched I it at have, all? I haven't seen any of them. You need to watch no, it. No, 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 I know. Everyone yeah.
0: tells me that I, I So
1: they've shot. I think each, each series is like two or three episodes long. So yeah. they've shot two already. Martin Freeman took a break to go finish The Hobbit, which Peter Jackson just finished shooting on Wednesday, I think yep, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then it cuts back to benedict cumberbatch sitting on a couch mm-hmm. and he's talking directly to the camera he's like i'm very pleased to talk to you i'm so honored to be involved with star trek in the darkness it was a great experience working with jj and then like so you can hear someone off camera no 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 not that one like oh okay Sorry. so playing small was a real challenge you know and uh, i really had a great time to, oh, no, so sure what? sure that's still on yeah we're still doing that okay and then he starts talking directly about Sherlock and then he breaks into so this is how I survived the cliffhanger at the end of season 2 and then the signal breaks down and he has toys and he starts acting shit out and it's, it's quite funny but it's, it's like yeah fuck you dude you're in a lot of shit yeah he's, he's, uh, he's doing a lot of stuff right now yeah. both of them are actually he's almost as busy as Guillermo del Toro
0: there, there you go uh, but the big news out of Comic Con was the uh, Superman Batman announcement yes
1: uh, fuck me. So, <laughs> <laughs> for those who don't you know, Zack Snyder came out and said that's 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 one that's one way to tell Marvel to go fuck themselves. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what did I say? It was Man of Steel too, but it's like they had uh, Henry Lennox, who was the general in Man of Steel, reading out Batman's speech to Superman yeah. at the end of the Dark Knight Returns, where he's laying, he's beating the shit out of Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I want you to remember in all the years to come, I'm yeah. the man to beat you. Yeah, and, and people lost their shit. Yeah. <laughs> And then they, they showed the logo, which kind of... Like, the Batman logo is kind of weird-looking. Have you the, seen it?
0: The Batman logo looks like the Dark Knight Returns logo. Yeah. Uh, which, is, which is cool. Which is cool. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm excited about it, but at the same time... There's so many unknowns. There's so many things that could go wrong with this. It, it really does feel like they're trying to play catch-up with, with Marvel. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, we got to fucking get the, J- the Justice League movie
1: up and running. How, what's the fastest way to do it? And I don't know... That just, way lies... Bad madness, you know, the, the, yeah. I mean, we'll get to Wolverine later, but there's a small, slow build there. It's not like throwing as many mut- mutants you can spin off, which we used to be the way we did before Wolverine's origins. Like, oh, look, like, here's Taylor Kitsch, let's get him to spin him off in the gambit. No, why? Because he sucks in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's totally fuck up Deadpool. Yeah, let's yeah. destroy Deadpool for everybody forever. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they've also been just weird on and weirdly vague about is this, um, a Man of Steel sequel. Is the Man of Steel sequel? It's, it's not the Dark Knight it, Returns. Yeah, it's you know, like—is it like, going to be a so younger Batman? It, it,
0: it does kind of feel like they're shoehorning into it. It's like it—it it, it almost feels like we know how this uh, announcement is going to be received, so let's do it. Yeah. You know, and and they got the re- you know they got the reaction they wanted. It was yeah. a huge reaction, and you know nobody can say they're not excited at the prospect of watching Superman and Batman on the screen. Yeah. It's but it does. It's just,
1: there's so many ways they can fuck it up. Yeah.
0: So many fucking ways they can fuck it up, and the fact that. Like, you know, just like the, also the fact that Goyer was saying that the the titles they're considering is Superman versus
1: versus Batman, Batman or Batman versus Superman. Superman.
0: And it's like, what?
1: <laughs> da, yeah, they need to have Batman, Superman, semicolon, something.
0: The last franchise that had a versus in it
1: didn't, didn't do, do too well. <laughs> aliens versus Predator.
0: You know, it's a it's a comic book movie. It's not a fucking you know. These are not. It's it's you know. You don't want to like have these two franchises opposing each other.
1: No. But it's a superhero, I mean, to be fair, have we done it? The Avengers kind of had them fight, I mean, that, that had the trope of meeting first, fighting, and then working together. I, mean, I know, That's the I classic know. team of idea. I know, but, <coughs> the excuse me,
0: at least the Avengers, it was a long road to get there.
1: Yes, they needed you know? to have like that rebooted Batman. They, they,
0: they really took a lot of time to make sure that by the time the Avengers came out, you were totally ready for it. Yeah. Whereas with this one, it's like you're shoehorning Batman into a Man of Steel sequel. Mm. That kind of feels wrong to mm. me. You know, like, you're just gonna recast, you're gonna re, I mean, you're gonna recast Batman because Christian Bale, no fucking way is he gonna
1: be doing this shit. You never know. I didn't think he, after the second one, he didn't say he wouldn't do a third one, did he, or? No, no, no. He, no, he, he, he said some things about it, but he said, like, he wouldn't be, cl- he wouldn't be against it. He wouldn't be doing it, doing it anymore. He,
0: but he used to say that he would keep doing it if Nolan kept doing it. No. Uh, but then he recently also said that now
1: fuck no. Fighter yeah Fuck that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Have you seen Sucker Punch? <laughs> I'm doing that shit. He needs to
1: just wait until he's actually old enough to play old Bruce Wayne in the Dark Knight Returns and just do that. It would,
0: it would be very funny though, like just to have the whole homoerotic thing with Christian Bale just
1: like growling every single fucking thing. <laughs> That's neat. Yeah, and Henry Cavill just speaking completely normally. <laughs> you were great in the Tudors. <laughs> You've been working out. <laughs> Doing some reps.
0: Have yeah. Did you see the trailer for uh, the Christian Bale uh, out of out of the furnace? No. That looks pretty good. What's that? It's from the director of Crazy Heart. Um, it's a revenge film. It's got an amazing cast: Christian Bale, Woody Harrelson, Glenn Defoe, Casey Affleck, yeah. Zoe Saldana, and Sam Shepard. What's it about? Um, it's one of these working class revenge stories. Uh, Woody Harrelson is um, this fucking king, uh, drug kingpin or something and uh, Casey Affleck is uh, Christian Bale's brother and he gets I don't know, he goes diss, he goes missing or something and so Christian Bale goes on a, on a quest for vengeance Where's my brother? Something like that <laughs> Does he talk like that? Well, I just thought it, was really, it was just really funny though because uh, at the end of it when you have the cast the cast, the cast lineup yeah. you, know, you got Academy Award winner Christian Bale Academy Award nominee Woody Harrelson, Academy Award nominee Casey Affleck, Academy Award uh, nominee Willem Dafoe, Academy Award winner Forrest Whitaker, and Zoe Saldana. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's just one of these things like everyone, yeah. every name has got some fucking thing there, and, then it's, and Zoe Saldana, and the chick from Avatar. Another, yeah, the
1: chick from <laughs> <laughs> the, the one from the Losers. Um, another film that looks like that is, did you see the trailer for 12 Years a Slave? yes I did so this is Steve McQueen this not a, the this, dead guy this,
0: this is an Oscar bait movie if I ever saw yeah I mean
1: it's got Brad Pitt it's got uh, Michael Fassbender uh, Michael Ch-
0: Fassbender is a fucking racist plantation owner I mean like it's perfect you can't go wrong no
1: um show Ch- with a the A.G.F.O.R. Paul dude. Dano Paul Dano's in it playing yeah. like you know, whiny Paul Dano character.
0: Paul Dano, when he when he came when he was first uh, coming up as a as, as a hot in, independent actor uh, in the indie scene, mm-hmm. he was doing all these quirky roles, and now he just seems to have settled into playing fucking redneck scumbags. Yeah, <laughs> spineless the, redneck scumbags like who who whine a lot. Don't kill me. He's he's like a young young skinny Christopher McDonald. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you need, need some guy to play an asshole. Let's get Christopher McDonald.
1: Even Paul, yeah, Paul Giamatti's in this as well. Zane Wallace. No, it's an amazing cast. Yeah, and it, looks, amazing. and it looks cool. Yeah, yeah. Considering this isn't the guy who made Shame and Hunger, which are both very kind of but Hunger is a, a 1970 sound movie. But. but
0: it does look shamelessly oscar bait Yes. It's shameless. One man's quest to rediscover his freedom. It's like you're making a movie about slavery. Yeah. Yeah, this movie's gonna win Oscars. <laughs> That's how white people deal with their guilt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give this movie an Oscar.
1: Stephen Queen's black.
0: And gay. (laughs) He's the minority of a minority. (laughs) Give him an Oscar
1: but uh, there's a, the other bit of big news from Comic-Con as well then was Avengers 2 is now the age of, the age Ultron. of Ultron again this is just batshit insane yeah like they haven't even done, um, the, I,
0: Adam, I, I, I didn't think I could get more excited than Thanos
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm more excited <laughs> I just want to see that goofy face robot yeah
0: yeah Ultron like this guy is made for comics yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a giant silver body with a face that like even when Hank well, I, he I looks like an ant yeah even when I mean that was kind I get they have read they've rejigged it a few times with, well, how, with and, his origin. Like in, the, in the comics, I don't know, I think he he, he H- retasked H- them from somewhere else and that's H- why they H- had that big fucking scary face because otherwise H- Hank H- Pym would be just a crazy person. Yeah, yeah. Because you, why do you design your helper robots to be nightmare fuel? But, um, I mean, uh, but for those of you who don't
0: know, the character of Ultron, very famous um, Marvel villain, was created by Ant-Man, Hank Pym. Yeah. Uh, although Joss Whedon has gone on record saying that they're going to ignore this for the most part and
1: create their own... Uh, origin story just for the film because the Ant-Man movie is not going to be out until after Avengers right yes yes. and Ant-Man will probably it might have Hank Pym in it but will probably concentrate on Scott Lang all i got to say is Ant-Man better be amazing for
0: the amount for the length for the amount of time that we've spent talking about this fucking movie this better be amazing, Edgar right? This better be fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you've been you've been tinkering with the script for years. Yeah, it better be fucking amazeballs. balls. That's all I gotta say.
1: Amazeballs. balls. Toast. amazeballs. Amaze um,
0: But there were also a lot of very fu- uh, very cool uh, Comic Con exclusives and the toys. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. When I get to the toy of the week. I'll be talking a little bit about that.
1: Okay. I think I saw some, up at Bans- some good Venture Brothers stuff. and I saw a few in bands, but I can't mm-hmm. remember the list now. Uh, there's also they had a some things that were cool that I would like to have seen. The Godzilla experience where you walk through a town after being attacked by Godzilla, and at the end of it, you come face to face with them.
0: For some reason, I just can't seem to bring myself to give a shit about Godzilla. Really? <laughs> even after Pacific Rim? Yes. Yeah.
1: Even after Pacific Rim. You haven't seen Monsters, though, have you? Uh, no I haven't yeah because I mean Monsters is a really good movie that he did for no money and the effects look great he did them all himself I was battle probably the same as yours um, but it just sounded like a really it was a little bit maybe like the Scott Pilgrim experience you know you go through a thing but it was you're actually walking through mm-hmm. and at the end of it you come face to face with Godzilla and animatronic Godzilla which is a lot of fucking hassle to put into it for Comic Con uh, other news that they had as well was that Duncan Jones um, so first of all his film Mute that he was trying to do after Duncan Jones a moon. And mm-hmm. um, that's going to be a comic book. Mm-hmm. So he's turning you into a graphic novel. Uh, who is he's working with? Glenn Fabry and himself will put it out as a, a graphic novel because it can't turn it into a movie. And the artwork looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm but he also oversaw they showed some footage from the World of Warcraft movie with a knight attacking an, or an orc attacking a knight mm-hmm. and it seems to sound pretty cool as well but we haven't got any video for this yet so it's all just description it's not too clear whether like the knight was live action the orc was CG or what but it's supposed to look pretty cool as well yeah other trailers that came out around the time have you seen the two gravity trailers uh, I've seen the first one I haven't seen the second one yeah because the second one basically follows on from the first they need to, they need to be careful here yeah, 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 they're giving away a lot.
0: That's that's why I, that's why I didn't want to watch it. Yeah, because it, it the movie does feel. I mean, I don't want to use the term one trick pony, but it does kind of feel like it's one of those things that if you see too much, it's going to ruin a lot of it. And and I really I really just want to experience the film. Yeah.
1: As uh as as sort of as clean as possible. Because that first trailer, which shows the show yeah. getting broken up, is yeah, just that was enough. Yeah, and it's all one. It's like one take.
0: Yeah, I mean that was enough for me. I right. don't need to see anymore. I'm I'm you know you got my money. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna watch it no, no fucking problem
1: the next one just has some nice dissolves in and out of her helmet as she's spinning away yeah, like yeah. it's totally her on her own yeah Yeah. and uh, I mean I think there, there was also like a little
0: interesting stuff out of Comic Con where uh, Alfonso Cuarón uh, was uh, telling why Robert Downey Jr. had to be recast oh really uh, because Robert Downey Jr. was originally cast in the George Clooney role mm-hmm. and uh the director was basically saying, it's like, Robert Downey Jr. has a, the way we were shooting this movie doesn't, didn't go well with Robert, Robert Downey Jr.'s particular gifts as an actor. And his mm. gifts as an actor is essentially put him in a scene and let him go. Yeah. And like, let him riff. It's like, that's not this kind of, we couldn't do this in this movie because of the way we were shooting it. We had to plan everything very specifically. Yeah. So we there was no room for improv. Yeah. It no, was very, very planned out. Because apparently he couldn't, work that, within he that he couldn't work within that
1: because they did we talked about it before there's an awful lot of like incredibly long shots in this movie yes uh, it's basically the two of them in their suits is what they shot and they had to build everything else around it yeah, yeah. so yeah I'd say there's a lot of motion control work and everything else to get the angles and stuff yeah. but that you, can't, person, you can't
0: be dealing with an actor just improvising yeah. shit.
1: <laughs> cracking wise as the shuttle's destroyed beneath his feet like oh look at that One of my Avenger buddies are getting here <laughs> hey Thor yeah. Oh, okay. But that trailer puts a, a lump in your throat stuff. Yeah, as it's yeah. just dissolving and the camera is just floating. And George Clooney is like the calmest man alive. Mm-hmm. It's okay, you're gonna detach from the rig and fucking Sandra Bullock is just wailing as she's that pole is swinging around the place. <laughs> It's like, if you, this is going to scare a generation from going, we're never going back to the moon, people. Yeah, After this, it. it's like, fuck this. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you watch Gravity? Yeah. <laughs> Send robots. I'm not going up there. It's like the anti-NASA
0: movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Michael Bay will hate it. <laughs> yeah.
1: But it looks very cool, though. I just hope that the rest of it's not dull as they float through space and wait to die. <laughs> That could be an ultimate downer movie. It could be. This <laughs> like the last half hour is just slowly watching them suffocate. <laughs> I mean, it's beautiful. Oh yeah, no, it looks yeah, it looks, it looks great. great. <laughs> somebody give this guy a fucking Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> just don't make us watch it again.
0: <laughs> Shit, watching Gravity makes me feel. Makes me think it's been a really long time since I saw *Wrecking for a Dream*. <laughs>
1: I saw the, that once. Let's watch that shit again. I've had enough. <laughs> uh, let me think. What else we got here? Uh, did you hear about this movie? Did you mention the Schwarzenegger movie called Maggie? Uh, a while yes, ago? Yes, I did. I did, I did. I did. Yeah, I I didn't hear about this at all. So it's a, a film about a, a, a zombie virus spreading and a family trying to help their eldest daughter as she slowly comes, becomes a zombie. Yeah. And uh, this was... Uh, it was on the Hollywood uh,
0: blacklist of... Uh, right. top 10 unproduced screenplays of the last year mm. um, and so Arnold has been cast as the dad
1: oh is it because I thought what I saw was that uh, Paddy Constantine might have been the dad so I got the impression that she was going to be somebody else but or maybe they were they were in negotiations so he's definitely being cast as the dad that's what I heard is
0: that he's cast as the father and the, and that the, the girl is being played by Abigail Breslin
1: yeah the girl from uh, Little Miss Sunshine Little Miss Sunshine <laughs> after Chloe Morales which fell out
0: yeah I'm, I'm kind of over Chloe Moretz.
1: You're not over Schwarzenegger though, are you? No, nah, no, no, no. I'm an 80s boy. Yeah. <laughs> Get that in a t shirt. You have one. You have an I'm an 80s. I was born in the 80s t shirt, don't you? Uh, I, 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 have a, I, have a, I scored in the 80s. T-shirt. Yeah, scored in the 80s. That's the one. It's a Pac Man t shirt. I uh, saw the trailer for Riddick the Red Band trailer, and this is just pitch black. Uh,
0: I didn't see the Red Band trailer.
1: It, there's not I mean,. There's a guy, what's his name? Uh, uh, Jordi Mola. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I mean, in some of the earlier trailers, he's been like, you know, I kill you, I take your head. Yeah. And uh, in this trailer, I mean, it's, it's in the fucking trailer now, so you can talk about it, but he just like, he's got the knife, the, the monster's attack, and they're about to just chop Riddick's head off. Mm-hmm. Riddick kicks the knife up in the air, balances he's chained, yeah. balances on his foot, flips it up again, and like, kicks the guy yeah. back. The knife lands on his foot, he flips the knife into the air again and just kick, kick, kicks it, and it just slams through your man's face. Right. Because he's like, the moment the chains come off, first four seconds you did, you're first. <laughs> and then he just goes to one of the other guys going, how about we turn him loose? <laughs> so it just looks very much like pitch black, and there's a point where they're on those jets, they're on jet bikes, and he goes off a cliff and then comes down, so there's kind of a falling before re establishing flight. Mm-hmm. And he does that X Games crap. Like holding one handle and the seat, and kind of like jumping out behind it. You know they do like they're flying on the the dirt bikes and they do the big jumps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, There's no reason to do that. Yeah, there's no reason. There's no one watching him do that. (laughs) Why would he do that? Why would you do that? He's enough of a badass. He doesn't need to do that. But the whole monsters thing again. There's new monsters, and it's like. How fucking? How, what are the chances of A finding planets with life on them and B finding horrible, horrible monsters there? Mm-hmm. It's a bit. It feels like a lot of a retread. Well, I'm not, I'm, the I'm reason not why I
0: didn't watch the Red Band trailer is because after watching the first trailer, as you say, it's Pitch Black. It feels it, like it a retread. It feels like a remake of Pitch Black. Uh, not that. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing, but I mean, okay, I know Chronicles of Riddick didn't work, but at least it tried to do something different. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, and I don't see why you couldn't continue that slightly, just a little bit, try and tread some new ground. It really does feel like a remake, yeah. and that's kind of disappointing, considering how hard you've worked to bring this character back to the screen. You know, it just feels a little, little bit of a. I mean, I mean, we'll wait and see when the movie comes out. I mean, yeah. I mean I'm, I'm excited to see it.
1: But just in the trailer, I'm like. I'm not. More of the same. I'm losing it a little bit. Yeah. I mean Pitch Black is still a great little movie. Yeah. It's a fantastic little movie when it came like no one expected it, it was great.
0: Yeah, yeah, but that's that's why it was great, because yeah. nobody expected it. Exactly. You know, and it's and it just feels it just feels like a little bit of a wasted opportunity considering how hard Vin Diesel was pushed yeah. to get this movie made.
1: And it's David David Cohen? David Toey. David Toey, sorry. Toey. Is it Toey? Is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. Twothy? Twothy. Didn't we have this conversation? Mind. <laughs> 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 They're back anyway, but yeah, I, I wasn't mad at it. Um Sad news, uh, Dennis Farina passed away. Yes. So, I'll, I'll put up a link. Somebody already done this a couple of years ago. It wasn't actually done recently, but it's essentially... Dennis Farina said fuck better than any actor. Someone's edited together Dennis Farina's fest on YouTube. I'll put a link up, <laughs> and it's just him... Just say where's your fucking balls? I'll fucking kill that guy. Fuck you. <laughs> and it's just him. And like even you know what was it? He he played uh, Ray Bar, Ray Bones Barboni and Get, Get shorty, which is fantastic. He's fantastic in that movie. They say the fucking
0: smog is the fucking reason you yeah, yes. have beautiful fucking sunsets. <laughs>
1: <laughs> look at me, Harry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole look at me thing. And he gets his nose broken, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was uh, cousin Abby in Snatch as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. those are his real. There's there's a, there's a bit at the end of the trailer where he. I think it's um it's I think it's Snatch where he walks up to the curb and the taxi is like two meters to his left, <laughs> yeah. and he just kind of shrugs his shoulders in a, hey, what the fuck, kind of way. He didn't say anything. The taxi pulls up, he steps in the back and goes, to the fucking, fucking airport. <laughs> <laughs>
0: anything to declare? Yeah, don't go to England. Yeah,
1: <laughs> That's the one where they have the cut, right? they like, you know, yeah, the drinks, yeah. the, the sleeping pills, the plane taking <laughs> off. Oh, that's awesome. He's really cool, so I'll put that link Unfortunately, up. Unfortunately,
0: no one's ever asked me that at the airport. What? I, I need to I could, declare. I wish I could say that. Yeah, don't go to England. That's what everyone should have said at the airport that day when he died, just yeah. in his honor. Yeah, no, no, I was very upset when I heard that, because uh, Dennis Farina, to me, Dennis Farina and Joe Pesci, mm. nobody nobody curses as good as these two boys. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like it's, it's almost, it's, 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 it's Italian fucks, they're great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. another sad passing. I didn't want to mention last week because it wasn't quite in the theme of the show but um, one of the reasons I got into messing around this podcast stuff is a podcast called Giant Bomb I think I've mentioned it before Mm -hmm. and they just talk they spend like they do three hour podcasts Mm -hmm. talking about like you know moving arcade machines between their houses and shit and it's hilarious as fuck they're really funny Mm -hmm. Uh, but Ryan Davis was one of the founders of that show and one of the the, kind of the anchor for it himself and another guy kind of handled the show the um, he passed away there two weeks ago, and he only got married about a week before that. The guy was thirty four. How really did he die? They haven't really said. They just say he passed in sleep. Yeah. He's a big, he was a big guy, so it's not too clear. Someone a friend of mine said it could have been sleep apnea or something like that. But like <sighs> these guys j- fucked around on the internet for fun. Like they did a lot of video content where it's just them playing video games and laughing about it mm-hmm. and just talking about it. And some of the I think it's always mostly unscripted. Or they do their top tens. They would have a theme. Like last year while they were, you know, doing the top sense of best, best graphics or best gameplay, they had little cop show segments. Mm. Like they made 10 or 15 little cop shows and they were all fucking hilarious. Like they were really just, these guys were just goofing off and getting paid for it. Excellent. So it's really sad that he's gone and I'll be missed. He's been doing the, the giant bombcast every Wednesday. It's my, like Wednesday mornings, so I download that podcast and that's what I listen to it for the day. It's because uh, it's three hours. Mm. Fuck. <laughs> it can be, it can be. But even some of that can just be like one of the guys had a kid there a while ago. So just him talking about that. And it's interesting to hear from someone who's your age talking about that kind of stuff. Cool. And then they get into video games and stuff. So sadly, it's gone. Oh, and he's he a lover of the absurd. And so, as, as a mark of respect, I watched Torque. Because he fucking loved Torque, because it's so ridiculous. Fuck what that, that the motorbike motorcycle. movie. That's <laughs> like the movie. That's like the whole ethos is fuck cars. <laughs> like it says it at the beginning when they're like, there's two cars racing Fast and the Furious and this fucking biker burns them. And uh, you know Andy as Adam Scott, mm-hmm, yeah, he was in uh, Friends with Kids. Party down, yeah. Party down, yeah. There's a fantastic shot in the movie where they didn't have the money. They didn't have the budget for the CG to do like the key going into the ignition shot. Uh-huh. And I I, I this and I paused it. They gave him a giant fucking key and just put a camera underneath the steering wheel. <laughs> so his thumb, like you can see, his thumb is on it, and the key—the edge of the key—is like three times the size of his hand to make it look like it's in perspective. Right, right. So it's a very quick, like two-second shot. It's just him putting the key in the thing. This is like a pause. This giant fucking key in his hand. <laughs> it's one of the most ludicrous things I've ever seen. I've never seen that movie. It's totally it's even more it's more it's almost it's almost a joke at the Fast and the Furious style movies. Right. But it's worth if you don't go in there expecting it to be a great movie, but expect it to be entertained. Right. And it gets a bit lewd there's some absolutely atrocious CGI at the end when they're driving a jet plane powered bike. But up until that point it keeps quite grounded in some respects and it's it's kinda of terrible. <laughs> you should watch it though.
0: You <laughs> should It's kinda of terrible.
1: But just have a few beers, a few sips and giggles, watch the porn out for Ryan Davis. Right, cool. Uh we'll finish off the news, I guess, with local news. Mm-hmm. So, GR Resorts World Genting, they're Fox Studios or Fox Fox Consumer Products. When every every time I hear Consumer Products, I just I think mean, of RoboCop. Yeah, Consumer Products. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just thinking of Fox, uh, 20th Century Fox, Robotics going crazy. The Simpsons are coming to kill you. But um, they've, they've, they're taking over Genting the Resort World Genting they're going to close the theme park that's there and they're going to build a whole load of rides based on such blockbuster titles as Ice Age Rio Life of Pi The Life of Pi ride I mean have they have they seen I mean that's one where the pirates eat the you know the, if the fact goes around the pirates do eat the customers yeah, you know yeah, yeah. the ending of that is not a good thing no uh, but what has me excited is Alien, Predator and not the an Museum but I would hope pray they do Alien War or something like it. That would be fun. Alien War was the, uh, it wasn't a ride, but it was an experience that ran in London's Trocadero Centre and I think it was up in Glasgow or Edinburgh as well, where you would be escorted around a military base that looked like the set of aliens, like, uh, looked like the the whole angular corridor Mm -hmm. shit and eventually the lights would go out and you'd be chased by six foot two guys in alien suits and the lights would flash and you'd, you knew it was a fucking game, but it's, you would never do it. Uh, I, no, I've never done it. You've never done it? No. Like, believe me, Like, he's like, this, this is fun. Yeah, and I'd heard stories of like, you know, firemen going in there on stags and they would just grab the alien and run around with him on his shoulders. Like, <laughs> There was none of that going on when we were there. We were scared shitless. <laughs> the people, the kids who went in before us were about maybe 12, 15. Mm-hmm. And like, there's a door in, the door out. The door out opens inwards. Mm-hmm. It opened inwards and like, this just barrage of kids just that avalanche of kids just fell on the floor like the first kid just fell and the other kids just walked the fuck over <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to get the, out of there as quickly as possible <laughs> at one point we're going around there's like two marines and they have the guns synced up with speakers and lights so that when they fire the aliens there mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. scares the shit out of you it's doing like freaky shit <laughs> And we're in a that lift it sounds crazy it is we're in a lift you're in this lift and we're all like get the fuck down and i'll go and you can see there's an alien head up there so they must have different varieties of rides i'm like the oh, thing's gonna pop down I'm, 30, I'm all right i got that and the guy picks on the smallest blondest cute like fucking Haley joe osmond kid <laughs> kid open the
0: door because
1: the lift's closed he's like just the door's open he's got the gun out he's like he's got his foot brace against it we're all sitting on the floor of this tiny room that's supposed to be a lift that doesn't go anywhere uh-huh. And as the kid opens the door, it's pitch black outside. There's not much... Light. I think it's red light in the lift. And then the lights start flashing outside. The alien comes in, grabs the kid, and takes him away. We didn't see him again. I don't know whether he gets, like, a T-shirt or a cap or his money back or he just joins the ride as an employee. But I was like, oh, shit, that kid's gone. He's, he's there screaming, nope. Was he a plant? I don't think so. I
0: don't, I mean, he was... Did he scream when the alien came?
1: Yeah, he screamed his <laughs> little lungs out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <It> <laughs> sounds like uh, Eli Roth's Gortorium in Vegas. Really? Is that what that was like? A little bit, a little bit. Except that they're not allowed to touch you. Oh. Which, which kind of sucks.
1: And I'd say probably doing Alien War now, there's probably a whole load of insurance and stuff like that. It would really hard to fucking do. I mean, maybe Malaysia's <laughs> the only place they could do it. <laughs> That'd be
0: awesome.
1: <laughs> I mean, we just go up every weekend. Fuck, I'd go there every day. <laughs> I'd get a job there as a colonial marine, because they had, like, the gear on and the guns, and it looked really, movie really authentic. I was like, this is so cool. Yeah, that's not going to happen. No. It'll be a fucking ride it's where you're, It's a different time now. Yeah. It's like there's too much risk of, like, someone tripping. Tripping and, and falling on exposed something, or the whole thing's made out of foam. Court or cases. Yeah. I'm uh, finishing off local news. Place Beyond the Pines comes out here 1st of August. It's like, what the fuck? I think it's already available on DVD, right? It's like a year late or something. Yeah. I mean, it, this is up there with the... Not the lovely bones. What's the one with uh, La- Lawrence? Your one Lawrence. Mystique from the X-Men movies. Jennifer Lawrence? Winter's yeah. Winter's Bone. What? Winter's Bone. Winter's Bone. Yeah, the Winter's Bone, I think it was a year and a half later it came out yeah. here. Like, it already got its Oscar. It already been out on DVD here when it came out in the cinema. Yeah, yeah. <sighs>
0: Uh, Well, I'll just uh, mention my toy of the week. Okay. Uh, There was a lot of cool um, exclusives at the uh, San Diego Comic Con, Mm. and uh, the one that caught my eye in particular.
1: Just keep filling. Just keep filling. filling.
0: was um, an ex the Jim Carrey's uh, baseball bat from Kick Ass Two? Oh, it's an exclusive Betsy Ross axe bat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's stars and stripes branded. Yep, and um, it's uh, about it'll cost you about a hundred U.S. Well, not too bad. Uh, it but it's 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 real wood. You, you can use you can actually use this to beat someone up, and um, it's it's a pretty cool prop. And uh, you probably need to get it on eBay because it's completely sold out. Oh, really? It's already gone? Yeah, it's all, it's all gone. It's all gone. Uh, but if you are a fan of Kick-Ass, if you're a fan of Jim Carrey, and if you're into a movie rep, if you're into sort of props and that sort of thing, which I am, I love that shit. Uh, this is a very very cool um, exclusive
1: I'm betting Jim doesn't have one himself no probably not after <laughs> his uh, recent oh <laughs> yeah there's a
0: dog on your ball. yeah <laughs> I just love the way he's doing that thing with his mouth
1: <laughs> he's got his mouth all over the side as he's like th- it just looks great it sounds yeah, yeah, great yeah yeah, yeah, it's great yeah. Uh,
0: another thing that they had at the con uh, toy wise that I thought was very cool is um, they had um when they when they were making Alien, the first Alien, they originally had a, a design to make toys, mm-hmm.
1: um, and they were oh the Super Seven ones. Yeah, yeah, they're coming back out in October. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. saw this because I bought a T shirt from those guys. All <laughs> right, and I was looking through why did I get this site in the first place, and I went through, and it's the original. Kenner toy style from Alien. Yeah, the first Alien. Yeah, so they've got like Kane in the suit. Yeah, yeah, and Ripley. Yeah. I mean, they look really cool. Yeah. They look really, really cool. Uh, but they they didn't release, they,
0: they ended up not doing the toys and now this company, Super 7, has gone and done it themselves. Yeah, and they're um, using the prototypes.
1: Yeah, and they're 70s yeah. yeah. straight-armed ones. straight iron, cool. which is very, very cool. I think the Kane looks awesome. Yeah.
0: No, I mean, th- these look really nice. They actually look... Um, it's, it's kind of interesting you really get a sense of um, how, how toys have changed over the years when you look at these it, these feel very they have like three points of articulation no it's not just that these feel very European in design now oh like uh, you know they, they remind me of um, you know the old um, I can never get I can never remember these fuckers names the, 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 the Kenner the no, like uh, the 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 guys who made Delicatessen and uh, Cid, uh, City of Lost Children, uh, Junet? Junet and Caro, yeah. like in Car- uh, So it feels very much like their designs, because uh, even when Jeunet was directing Alien Resurrection, uh, Caro initially had done some um, had done some some sketches for the uh, the costume designs, and they actually looked a lot like these toys. Okay, so it is
1: kind of interesting. It has this European feel now. Uh, and but, I mean, the Alien has the uh, classic. Transparent Skull as well Which yeah. doesn't really show off In the movie yeah, yeah yeah, And I just I mean I'm wondering Does the um, It's not Bishop What's the android's name In the first one uh, Fuck uh,
0: <laughs> it's Ash
1: Ash that's right Yeah Ash comes with a motion detector But I would much prefer If he came with a rolled up magazine <laughs> <laughs> Ripley f- featuring Realistic choking action So with the, the, the full act- Collect all five reaction figures The alien Brackets The big chap Yep. With removable transparent dome, extendable jaws, and glow-in-the-dark head! <laughs> yeah. Ripley with flamethrower, Ash with motion detector, and Dallas with flamethrower. Kane and Nostromo spacesuit, that's the one. Removable mm. helmet and transparent visor. That's badass looking the, the suit, like, it's so chunky.
0: Another cool toy that you may want to keep out for if you're into retro stuff is uh, not too long ago, Playmates.
1: It's a hundred dollars for a set of five figures. Yeah. Pre-orders begin Thursday, August first at noon Pacific time. Yeah. That will start shipping in late October. Yep. Because they they they've sold these before, but they ran out, right?
0: No, no, they they haven't they haven't gone on sale yet. Really? They were they were uh, they were due for they were selling like a special background um, at the con that oh, was okay. an exclusive, uh, but the actual toys and you could pre you could do like an early bird sort of. Th- you, you, you
1: could pre-order the stuff at Comic-Con. Like Star Wars, you get your card that you can later get the card, the toys for, because they didn't really have any available. That's right. But an- another, another thing that you might be interested in if you're into retro stuff,
0: and if you are a Ninja Turtle fan like myself, uh, a little while ago, Playmates, because Playmates is doing all the Ninja Turtle uh, toys right now, they, they re-released, uh, they, they had a reissue of the classic Ninja Turtles uh, toys, mm-hmm. um, which was based on the designs from the toys in the 80s. Uh, from the '80s Ninja Turtle cartoon, mm-hmm. and uh, they were really cool. They were really cool. They they they, they captured it really nicely, and um, they were slightly bigger with a little bit more articulation. Mm-hmm. But uh, if if you're a fan of that stuff, they were they were uh, they were very cool. And now they're coming out with the villains, so Rocksteady and Bebop. Oh, nice. Yeah, are gonna be uh, are gonna be coming out. Those are pretty badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty awesome. <laughs> So, yeah, if you're a Ninja Turtles fan, and if you're uh, a retro guy, I highly recommend these. The, the Turtles themselves are very cool, and uh, Rocksteady and Bebop look pretty damn cool. Sweet. Turtles. It's kind of interesting now, like, seeing, like, Bebop. It's like, you, 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 now, you, now it's so clear where the name comes from.
1: <laughs> um... Did you see the pictures? Actually, there was a few pictures where April probably he was wearing a yellow leather jacket and yeah. Raphael in, like, the yeah. big coat. That's badass. You like that? I, I fucking loved it. <laughs> it's so fucking... It's like he's, the Hulk he's, is wearing he's a really coat. He's really big. Yeah. No, I I thought that looked, that looked badass. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like... His head looks a bit small, though, or something, I thought. Maybe they'll... I don't know but it, it did, I, was, I, was like, I was impressed it did look that, that got me very excited I mean because that's a very iconic Ninja Turtles look and it was always Raphael would sneak out to do that wouldn't it yeah, yeah. it was always Raphael so I mean that who's, the, who's the one who ended up like kind of a robot or something that was the later comics wasn't well, it much later yeah, comics yeah, yeah. Don because they all got like they all got like super surly teenage I mean, Ninja Turtles and all like spit <laughs> off and mm-hmm. hated each other for a while and yeah, all yeah, like yeah, that yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. like the comics went pretty weird
0: well, the, the Ninja Turtle comics, the the original ones, were always quite dark. Yeah. Um, I mean, we we. Well, it was we, teenage. Well, it's got teenage in the title. Angst. Yeah, there was a lot of angst in it. Hey you! A lot of people forget the Ninja, Ninja Turtles. That, I mean, its 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 uh, its origins is dark, black and white, independent storytelling. Yeah. Uh, it was only once they 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 went on fucking Saturday morning cartoons that they got kind of like. Yeah. <laughs> But even then you still loved it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that van is awesome.
0: <laughs> Every time I go to Toys R Us I'm like, I want to buy that van.
1: <laughs> Every time I think about getting a car I'm like, I can just get a VW camper or just get that painted fucking painted that colour. Didn't they have one? What? Somebody did one up like a real one recently or a while ago. I think I had the photo on the podcast who mentioned it. it was, yeah. like, had, like, it's like someone like tricked out. I want, it's like I want to get that DVD set just so I can get that fucking van.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, <So> those <laughs> are, my, these are my Toys of the Week of yeah, just a few in there now. But those Super Seven ones are really cool. I'll put some pics Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, uh, we'll start with the next reviews. With I'll start with the Wolverine. All right. Yeah. All right hang on. Anyone tweet us? No, no one tweeted us anything. So we No emails this week. If you want to email us, you can get us podcast at MattYakAndFries. <laughs> Dot So I'm gonna start off with this week's big release, which is Wolverine. Mm-hmm. So uh, Logan's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hugh Jackham's ripped. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an interesting movie. So, James Mangold directs this. It starts off with Wolverine living in the wilderness. Actually, it starts off in 1945's Nagasaki, getting right. nuked. Right. Which looks amazing. Uh huh. It's pretty cool. Like, it just, it really, it looks like a war movie. Right. Um, and the nuke, I'm like, I, I was a bit weird at the first. If, uh, but if you go by the trailer, in the mi- in the midst of this war movie, Wolverine is shirtless. Well, yeah, he sees him in the cooler. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's Prisoner of War Camp. Right, 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 right. And. They see the planes coming and this is, I was like watching this, it doesn't say Nagasaki. Mm-hmm. So I was like, if it's Hiroshima, they wouldn't know. But yeah. like everyone's like, oh fuck, we're done. Mm-hmm. Like all the guys start uh, committing, all the guards start committing seppuku, one, one guard starts cutting open the locks, mm-hmm. which is always cool, cutting locks open with swords mm-hmm. and letting people go. And like you can see Wolverine sticking his head out of the cooler, which is actually a well, mm-hmm. but Wolverine just casually sitting at the top of the well with his bone claws in the wall. Right, mm-hmm. right. Uh, he saves this guy, this this uh, this soldier. Uh, mm-hmm. He gets the you know he's out, the soldier about to kill him. He's at he's not quite ready to commit sepulchre. He's looking at the plane. You can see the bomb dropping. Yeah. It goes off. It's amazing. Wolverine grabs him, throws him down the well, holds a metal shield over him, all those a crack, so he gets a little cut. Right. And um, Wolverine takes the brunt of it. Now we've seen some of that in the trailer. Yeah. yeah. It's way more crispy in the movie. Right. And it's cool. Like right. as he's as he's regenerating back, it's like yeah, right. you yeah. want to see a little bit of that. Like I mean, right. they haven't done it yet, but I really want to see like. Wolverine reduced to like you know, a couple of stumps. Yeah, yeah and yeah, just yeah, regrowing yeah. his arm back, a little yeah, tiny yeah, arm yeah, that gets bigger. that will be kind of freaky and kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And him just like and this you know cracking his neck always. Yeah, yeah. Could to present day? He's living in the woods. Uh, he's dreaming of Jean Grey. So it really follows on from X Men three, uh, X Men United. Yeah. The last uh, stand. The last stand. Sorry, X Men United was two, wasn't it? That was yes. a weird subplot. put on that. He's just living in the woods, hobo. This is the big year where all superheroes must be hobos at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, he can't get over the death of Jean Grey. He just lives on rocks. Is this when he still looks like he's in limas? No, well, uh, I've seen pictures. I've seen when he's cleaned up in limas. I haven't seen, but he's got like the shaggy beard and the. Fall yeah. there. Um There's a brawl that is very much like X Men, and then this Japanese uh, Fukio turns up to take him to meet Yoshida, who's dying and wants to. Say so goodbye. Yeah. And thank him for giving him life, for letting him live. And help him be mortal. Yeah, he also comes up with helping him be mortal. And it's not as quite as altruistic as it seems in the trailers. Right, right, right. Um, but before, Wolverine's like, you, they don't really wrestle with that too much. Mm-hmm. Wolverine's like, you don't want what I got, bub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the guy dies. And then Wolverine gets caught up in the machinations between three generations. So Yoshida had plans before he died. His son, Shingen, who is one of the guys from. The um, forty-seven Ronin, yeah, yeah, yeah. The main Chinese guy, yeah, yeah. The main Japanese guy, Haruyoko uh, Sonata. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the next, the the son, mm-hmm. and then after him there's Mariko, mm-hmm. who's the daughter, mm-hmm. who fans of comic books won't know about, yeah, yeah. Um, and she's going to inherit the whole company, right? Her dad kind of is—you don't know what's going on there. There's attacks by yakuza. There's also this mysterious black ninja foot clan. Not, not, foot, not black, <laughs> black clan, black ninjas. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's kind of cool it's like you're not entirely sure who's working for who right um, like the elements of the Silver Samurai in the trailer it kind of gets obvious who that is yeah but they do try and keep you guessing a little bit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Mango plays it pretty close to his chest apart from the, tr- like the, 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 the train scene mm-hmm. most of it is just Wolverine taking on Yakuza right. which is great just like those bastards coming at him with shotguns and shit. Oh, there's also he's not healing as well. Something happens and it's not very clear what that is. Right. Um, and he's fighting he's like knifing bastards left, right, and center. There's right. not an awful lot of like brutal eviscerations, but there's plenty of like he's stabbing him, he's killing the motherfuckers. Yeah. He's not like fucking around here. Yeah. It's not PG thirteen.
0: No, I've heard that it's um, as far as comic book movies go, I've heard that it's PG thirteen. I've heard I've heard that this is quite grounded. It's quite um, uh, it's
1: it's it's quite low key. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a a train section. There's a
0: sincere attempt to try and do a proper character study.
1: Yeah, but by also having him be involved in the machinations of this family, you don't have to just have Wolverine carry the whole thing. Because if it was like, he's in it the whole way through, but a lot of the time he's running and just doing stuff. But it was just him, like, bitching over Jean Grey. He'd be kind of miserable. Does he cry in this movie? Uh, not really, but there is at one point it was like you know I take notes now in the cinema. There's one point. Uh, I, I I have a huge issue
0: with uh, Wolverine crying in in every single fucking movie.
1: The weird Wolverine thing. Wolverine
0: doesn't cry. The
1: weird thing is, Hanke Johnson's all the way through the movie. Like this well, is not a cameo role. She's all throughout. It. She's like not all the, not entirely, Like she's not like she's like in the background of every scene. Ooh. But um, Phoenix. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, she um. <laughs> Fight <laughs> <laughs> She basically turns up a good few times. Like it's a good way of showing him changing his psyche, his so mind changing. So
0: it's a supporting character. A, She's a very much a supporting character. A supporting yeah.
1: Supporting role. Oh, okay. And him coming to acceptance over that. Like at the beginning, I, he's like, "I, I, I want to join I, you."
0: I do wonder how much of
1: um, this sort of. She's still shit, by the way. <laughs> She's never been great as. She's
0: never been a good Gene Gray. They never got that casting right. No, yeah, Emma Stone
1: yeah. would be amazing as young Jean Gray, but never mind. We'll never get that. Uh the right hair color and everything.
0: I think, you know, but like I I feel the same way about James Marsden as Cyclops, but then again I don't think that's
1: his fault. He got nothing to do. He got nothing to do. I mean he was completely thrown away in X3 because he was off doing Superman. That's right. And was like, just fucking wait, you assholes. It's like it's Cyclops and the and the Phoenix Force, and then you're just throwing them away. They're the cornerstones of the fucking ping where's Cyclops I uh, we went to the lake yeah he's dead I don't know we found his glasses had to kill him off Yeah, <laughs> there was, did you see there's a great photo from Comic Con of a guy dressed as Cyclops and a girl dressed as Velma from Scooby Doo Oh. and they're that. both like on the ground and Cyclops is covering his eyes because his visor's on the floor and Velma's looking for her glasses as well <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool but uh, yeah the action's pretty good uh, the girl who played the, the Yukio Mariko's not great she's not very strong I mean the whole point is the grandfather's leaving her the company because he's not too sure about this which she's, is a
0: shame because uh, as far as, the, as,
1: far as uh, Wolverine fans are concerned this is a very important character yeah and you don't get there's not going to be a lot of striking in this right? Like she's like an expert with knives but Yukio I haven't read the, the Miller Wolverines I'm going to buy them when I get home off Comic Con for 99 cents each oh you We're haven't
0: gonna, read the Chris Claremont Frank Miller Wolverine I
1: might have but it might have been a long time ago yeah because uh, I was like I didn't recognize well, everything, I, everything I've seen from the trailer suggests
0: that there's nothing in common well the names are in common I mean, like the, I mean, are like, Wikipedia, I are Wikipedia that shit. No, like the name, the names are in common, and the yeah. fact that it's in Japan. Yeah. Uh, but aside from that, uh, it looks like the and and the Silver Samurai. I mean, yeah. But the, when
1: when and but Silver Samurai is a slightly different character in this. It's like if they're reusing it, but they've re-tasked it. Yeah. Um, they're Deadpooling it. Yeah. But no, no, they're not. They're not fucking it in the ass. Yeah. They're not ruining it for everyone. But the
0: Silver Samurai came later. That wasn't part of the Frank Miller thing. And it's
1: actually more of an Adamantium Samurai. And the Miller version... Pardon me, all over the place. You said, no, no, it is actually an Adamantium Samurai, so they yeah. shouldn't recall it. But anyway, in the Miller one, has Wolverine is returning to Japan, right? He's already been there before, right? In the Miller book, or is it like his first trip? Oh, uh, no, no, he's already been... Yeah, he's already been there. Yeah. So that was one thing. I've, that, that's when we stuck out in this, is that he's? You know, there's a lot of you don't understand and you know leaving your chopsticks up is a sign of is a bad omen or to it's, a, it's,
0: it's, a, it's an insult to the chef yeah so it's kind
1: of his first time so there's a lot of that picking up it's not like he's all like he doesn't know how to tie his fucking samurai sash. you know how I know
0: that it's an insult to put your chopsticks up
1: because some chef touched, no. chewed you out for it no
0: because I watched Mr. Baseball <laughs> what that Tom Selleck that, that, that Tom Selleck movie where he goes to to Japan to play baseball in Japan Jesus you watch shit <laughs> hey that movie's awesome <laughs> I, I still I can quote it to them. <laughs>
1: Next time you want Yoshi's advice about the babes. I'm going to go see I'm going to go see Mr. Go this week. That's the one about the baseball playing gorilla. That sounds
0: awesome. That sounds awesome. <laughs> How can you not want to see a movie about a baseball playing gorilla? <laughs> I know.
1: It's mighty, mighty Joe Young Go Long. That's the wrong sport.
0: It's Mighty Joe Young Meets the Natural. Yeah.
1: Um, so yukio's Rita fukushima has a really f- weird face and she's a badass in boots and stuff there's a lot of humor too, as well mm-hmm. they get like and it's n- nice situational humor like when it's not warranted they don't have it mm-hmm. but uh um, warring gets a few little quips and stuff like that and a few awkward moments that are quite funny um svetlana kachinkova plays viper who is was a really kind of a well-known but like, i didn't realize it but looked into it as well more more well-known character in the marvel universe drops up in places so she's kind of wasted here but she's not quite as campy as she looks in the trailers right. but she still does stick out a bit right. she's not wearing she's wearing fetish bondage gear near the end of the movie because you've got to have one bad guy who does that right yeah yeah. but um, there's another guy who's it oh, Brian T no no. Uh, William Lee uh, plays the head of the clan who's pretty cool as well like this mysterious archer you're not sure like who the hell he is I mean it's a, it's a bit on Krugers when they're at the funeral and like they're walking along and there's this dude in black sitting on a roof just looking down not trying to hide at all And it's like, okay. Like, it turns out he's a good guy, but like, fuck. Um, So Wolverine has to learn to live and deal with the fact that he can't heal quite as fast. It doesn't slow him down too much. Like, he does need some help and that leads to some of the humor as well where, like, he's unconscious getting fixed by somebody and, like, the guy's afraid of him later because in his sleep, he's... Wolverine is the worst sleepover buddy ever. Never spoon with Wolverine. He wakes up with his claws up all the fucking time. Like, the guy must go through, like, thousands of dollars of bedsheets a month. Always, like, oh, he's always like jumping up in the middle of the night, no, screaming, no,
0: no. As Anna Packard found out.
1: Yeah, minute. don't fucking don't.
0: startle Wolverine. Don't let don't him don't sleep go. the whole night through. If, if he's having a nightmare, just let him let him ride it out. Don't try
1: and wake him up. You will get stabbed. But there was, yeah, you will. Get, yeah, he's over the door. Please do not come in. You will get stabbed. No, <laughs> do, really. Do not anger the Wolverine. Do not wake the Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there is even, I mean they have Jean Grey there's not that many shoutouts but they do actually have a shoutout to Origins because mm-hmm. at one point he wakes up screaming in the night he screams Kayla right which is Silver yeah, Fox yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I was like I was like who the fuck's Kayla <laughs> I took a look it up I was like did, re- did they just do that <laughs> they just they just referenced Amnesia bullets <laughs> yep if you do go see this movie, it's a good, enjoyable film. Um, it does then the disintegrate. The problem with some superhero movies is disintegrating into CGI madness near the end. There's a little bit of that The Silver Samurai. Right. But uh, you should, oh my god, stay for the scene afterwards.
0: No, I've heard about that.
1: And if I I don't know whether this is Mark Miller's doing or what, because there doesn't seem to be an awful lot. I mean, Japan looks great; it's great as a different scene. So there's not that many tie-ins to the Marvel Universe or the Foxes Marvel Universe. Yeah. But at the end of this, there's very there's a very strong shout-out to the cast of the original X Men movies. Yes. But also setting like there's a TV with Trask Industries on it as well.
0: Yeah. No, I've heard that uh, it's
1: completely setting it up for Days of um, Days of Future Past. Mm. And uh, it it was kind. It was awesome. I was like, okay, now I'm pumped for Days no, one of Future No, No, One of the interns at the,
0: at the office, he's like, I saw Wolverine. he's like, how's it the best fucking part of the movie is the, is the post-credits? It kind of is. <laughs> it is,
1: because you see these guys on screen again, you're like, oh, yeah. Bring it on. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm, I'm pumped for the new X-Men movie. No. Because this is... This is um, I'm wondering what else they're planning, though, because the movie plot ends, and then it cuts to two years later. Right. And it's kind of funny, because he's going through airport security, and he's like, I'll take the pat down. Right, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. the scanner is not going to work for him. <laughs> but I'm wondering, have they got something planned for that two years? Is that to give them enough time from now to get to Trask to get the Sentinels? I don't know. I don't but know. We'll wait and see. Yeah, we saw a little bit of Sentinels at the SDCC, but yeah, we saw the head. Yeah, but they weren't that big. No, maybe they're maquettes Maybe they're I don't know. But they I want big. I want fucking, fucking giant fucking Sentinels. Sentinels, yeah. I like the comics. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm not asking for much just give me what I read
1: I mean even there was what even recent issues of the comics when after the X-Men became like an endangered species there was like human piloted sentinels were protecting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the X-Men yeah that was interesting but you can't fit a human inside one of those little small ones so they can't do that story like ever I want giant fucking ones firing laser beams in the house fuck it do it
0: so yeah, I just uh, so are you done?
1: Yeah, I'm done. Okay, stick a fork in So
0: I'll, uh, I'll I'll talk a little bit about Pacific
1: Rim. Are you done? Fuck sake. <laughs> nice segue, bitch. <laughs> Is your part of the show <laughs> over now? Can I talk? Can I talk?
0: <laughs> Can I write my letter now? <laughs> 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 um, okay, so there's there's been a little bit of. Pacific Rim is one of those movies that has uh, got the fan, the fanboy fucking vote, vote. Like people have been losing their mind over this movie because of the the obvious that it's monst- it's huge robots versus huge monsters, and what's not to like <laughs> about that? Yeah, what's um, not to like about that? And and you know what? The action sequences are amazing. I and mean, they're, so, they're so clear, considering they're all in the rain. Yeah, they're very really clear. Yeah, they're very clear. You can you can actually. There's no confusion about what's going on. The action is very easy to follow, and the well, action is.
1: The baby the last week, I
0: yeah, I mean no, but the action is hands down the best thing about this movie. Um, but I was very disappointed in everything else. Really, I just I, if it was if it wasn't Del Toro, I'd pro- I think. You
1: would yeah, if it was Michael Bay, you'd say he's an idiot. If it, but if it, that's Toro's too smart for that, right?
0: If this was a Michael Bay movie, I'd be like, "Fuck! This is this is pretty damn good for a Michael Bay <laughs> movie." You know, uh, I mean, in terms of uh, the storytelling and in terms of um, just the way
1: that it's constructed. Yeah.
0: But in terms of character development, it's, what character development?
1: Yeah, I mean, Charlie Hunn in his growth. He ends the movie as growth.
0: It's. I just found. I just found it very lacking in, in the storytelling. Um... You know, I mean, it's, I would recommend this movie to anyone, mm. you know, I'd say, you know, you should see it on the big screen, just for the sheer spectacle. Yeah. Uh, but I was very disappointed in the story, and the acting was, for the most part, pretty fucking bad. <laughs> the Australians were terrible.
1: <laughs> were they actually Australian? I don't think so. But I mean, it is... But, but here's, the
0: thing that, here's the thing, though, is that I didn't, give, a, I, I, I didn't give a shit. Yeah. I really did not care, like, like who died. Yeah. You know, like, when the Russians died... Spoiler, you know it's like you don't you don't care.
1: Yeah, but they, they, because they, at that point they haven't said a word.
0: They haven't said a word.
1: Now there's a very interesting thing on this. Uh, I don't think I mentioned it to you yet. It's a website called Storming the Ivory Tower. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found it on Twitter. A couple of people have been mentioning it, and it's a guy who's... was oh, that's the wrong one. Um, it's a guy who was saying you know, that's the wrong. One. He also did that night. He likes to do you know stuff, but he was talking about the visual intelligence specific. His girlfriend has a learning disability where she. Gets visual metaphors a lot better than words or text. Right. She won't, like jokes, a lot of, of wordplay-based jokes she won't get at all. Right. She just can't get it. Yeah. But she came out of the movie with totally different things and that he kind of said, these are interesting, maybe worth for discussion. And Del Toro, in some respects, seems to be playing into that. There's some of the visual stuff he's mentioned, some of the, some quotes where they seem to back this up. She's little things like how Mako is a badass, but the way she's got the blue in her hair is a reference to the blue of her coat. And that's, a, that's the memory she carries with her kind of thing. Right. Or that she literally thinks of Idris Elba's character as godlike because when he appears in the movie, he's shown as, like, sun rays coming out of his head and, you know, he's the savior and he's one of the few people to drive a thing on its own. Right. And he's talking about that, and the, and the Russians is another thing where, like, she, they're one of her favorite characters because even though they're in the background of, like, the canteen scene... The woman, their husband and wife, yeah, and she's like, Charlie Hunnam walks by. My my focus is on him. I didn't even see this. She's kind of like just sexually beckons her husband over. It's all it's body language as well. An awful lot of scenes with body language. Right, right. Now, all this went completely over my head. Yeah, it went completely over my head as well. (laughs) But maybe like Del Toro does is a very visual person, so maybe that's something that came along from that. It's worth reading anyway. Put a link up to it. Yeah, I mean, no, I enjoyed the film. I would recommend it, but I, I
0: just couldn't get past. The acting and the storytelling uh, mm-hmm. and the story—I just felt like this is it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, because honestly, when when people when there weren't any ac- when there wasn't any action, I was kind of bored. Really? And the scene where, where Idris Elba and Charlie Hunman are kind of like having a little bit of a conflict—I actually laughed at, at Charlie Hunman's acting. Charlie Hunman looks like he's trying to sound like Keanu Reeves. Whoa! His his fucking American accent is atrocious. You think? Yeah, it's. I, know, I mean, I've I've heard him on
1: Sons of Anarchy, so I kind of got used to it there.
0: Oh, that, that, that's how he talks, talks the exact same way in that movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, I just found it a little weird in that regard. The only actor who didn't
1: annoy me was, was Idris Elba. Really? Yeah. How did you find Charlie Day? Charlie Day was annoying as shit. Burn Owens was freaking me out because he was so over the, over top. the top.
0: Yeah, very... No, I, I, did, I didn't understand why Charlie Day needed to shout... Every, Every single line of dialogue. So I've heard rumors that he was supposed to be playing JJ Aver. Yeah, I heard that too. <laughs> that's kind of funny. If that's the case, you know, I mean, like, it's a, again, it's a one, it's, the joke gets old for pretty yeah. quick. Yeah. You know?
1: But uh, I am, inter- I would be interested to see it again. I, I do want to see it again, maybe in 3D if I get the chance to check that out. I saw it in 3D, and honestly, it's not necessary. Really? Yeah. Oh, The Wolf Reign in 3D? Yeah. I'd forgotten it was in 3D, apart from one moment where there's a vision in the rain, mm-hmm. and. Is there a technical term for when the lights in the background are kind of just like, they fade into, they're like out of focus, of his ovals. Is that like spots or light spots or anything like that? I'm not sure. no, Anyway, there's that, but they're in the background, mm-hmm. and Jean's in the foreground, because mm-hmm. Wolverine's a bit fucked up. Yeah. The light spots float out of the screen. Oh, all right. Which is nice, because there they should be the background, but he's having a vision so that the foreground. Right, right. And right. I, I was like, that's really cool. Mm. And then it's like, I forgot I was wearing the glasses. <laughs> I didn't realize this was in 3D till now. Awesome. An hour into the movie. <laughs> but the interesting thing about Pacific Rim that I like to bring up is the,
0: the fact that it didn't do well. And this is a movie that should have done well. Well, this is the thing they're saying, right? If,
1: if I mean, Grown Ups 2 hadn't come out, it would have done well. Yeah. It's because of the comparativeness with Grown Ups. Like if it did the exact same money, Mm-mm. just Grown Ups 2 didn't come out, yeah. it would be considered a success. Right. So it's a comparative thing, or even the numbers tracking on Friday to Saturday changed?
0: No, no, but for but for a hundred and ninety million dollar movie, mm. any opening under forty million is not great. And what did it get for the opening weekend? It got like thirty something million. Mm. That's that's John Carter money. That's not good mm. for a movie of that budget. You know, anyway I mean it's doing a lot better overseas. Yeah. Uh, but any way you slice it, it's a it's a huge disappointment in, in America. And um, we've had that. So we've had that. We've had the Lone Ranger. And um, what was the other one? Um, this this summer actually has there's been a whole glut of really huge budgeted movies failing yeah. miserably. Uh, you like Sony. Sony suffered the worst because Sony had After Earth and White House Down. Ah yeah. Um, and then uh, Disney had the Lone Ranger. And then Warner Brothers with Pacific Rim, which I'm wondering, and Universal with RPD.
1: Oh yeah, RPD. Well, RFPD I've heard is like it's worth watching at home on a drunken night on Netflix. Don't bother seeing it. Mm-hmm. Like it's so much a rip off of Men in Black. It's not funny. Yeah. But Lone Ranger, I'm wondering. I don't want to see that. I'm, I'm wondering if that's this year's John Carter because I really fucking enjoy John Carter. I oh, know. I love John Carter. I thought John Carter was a lot of fun. Yeah. Just it, it, it's press got ahead of it. And mm-hmm. um, it is. I mean, yeah. What well, this is something that's probably. The National Box Office is, is, is a big thing that's getting bigger. I mean, there's Russia and China are going to be big markets as well now yeah. where things are coming on. I mean, we've seen a number of movies having development or distribution deals or money coming in and then doing stupid things in China like Iron Man 3. Yeah. Which all the Chinese hated those sections apparently because <laughs> they were terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um because they thought they'd be panned or two. But it's something they were being pandered too. But it's one of these things where it's capitalism, it's based upon constant growth and when they've had things like The Dark Knight, like box offices have always gone up, right? Yeah. Like there's always the, big, oh, the biggest breaking movie, rating movie of all time. Then when you order it for ticket prices, or whatever else, the most seen movie, I think it's still gone with the, win. With the win. yeah. Because I've done it for, did forever, yeah. b- price-wise. So, the studios seem to think they can get A Dark Knight, but A Dark Knight took three not three or two movies to build. Yeah, And it took a lot of other shit going on. Yeah. And it took Pete Ledger's amazing performance and a lot of other things that they're not putting into stuff. Yeah, The video game industry is having the same problem because what they have there is, I mean it's probably coming down to this as well, you've got like indie movies mm-hmm. and you've got your big budget blockbusters. Yep. you've got indie games and you've got your AAA, they call them over there, your AAA game, rated AAA. Like. Massive budgets, your Call of Duty games where they're spending a couple of hundred, you know, could be spending a couple hundred million as well mm-hmm. On the art assets, the game engine, your online code, all that kind of shit Yeah Like the latest Tomb Raider game did good numbers for a movie or for a game Yeah But it didn't meet forecasts because they were forecasting ridiculous amounts of money Right And it's costing more and more to make these games because the graphics get better and better So it's like before you just have quite the wall look shitty because the game has to move now they can afford to have the fucking Sistine Chapel mm-hmm. of artwork mm-hmm. and still have a good game and have it all look amazing but someone's going to pay all that shit. Mm-hmm. So that costs money. You're not going to get that return on investment. So the, the business has to realize our forecasts are just fucked. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, also, I mean, uh, uh, Spielberg and... Uh, uh, George Lucas, they were speaking at a panel at the uh, USC School of Cinematic Arts, and uh, they this was a this was a, a couple of months ago, I think. Did uh, they make it? Did Lucas
1: they, go make it rain. Get <laughs> <because> money out. <laughs> throw money into the audience. <laughs> Fuck it all. <laughs> make it rain. No questions <laughs> about Star Wars, please. Have some money.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm rich, bitch.
0: <laughs> but uh, they, Spielberg. Uh, for, Made this comment that um, drove everyone insane, where he predicted that the film industry was heading for an implosion. Mm. It was. They said that there's going to be a huge, a big meltdown, is what he said, because uh, studios are making fewer films and they are pumping all that much shitloads of money into the few films that they do make. Yeah. Because they're, it's like there's they're they're at that point now where they're trying to make. They're only interested in making event films. Yeah. And when you flood the market with so many event films, you're gonna have a few flops. You can't eat steak all the time. It, it's just, I mean, like when, when, when event films become sort of commonplace, yeah. some of them are gonna flop. And that's what's, and, and he says that they're-, they're You're to spread your bets. They're reaching this place now where you're gonna have like, he, he said that it's gonna reach this point where there's gonna be like four or five colossal failures, very expensive failures, and that's going to cripple the studio. Yeah. And Two months after he said this, we had the summer that we had, where we had all of these, which on paper should be sure things. And
1: at this point, the studios are already risk-averse. These are things that they shouldn't be risky on. But they're not... It's a, as I said, same with the video games. There's independent, like three or four guys working in a bedroom somewhere for two years in their spare time to make a game, mm-hmm. and making maybe making millions off it because it's a really good idea. Mm-hmm. And then there's the team of a hundred people working in California on other games. Yeah. There used to be a mid tier. Yeah. Uh, it used to be the what the movie couldn't be the what thirty million dollar movie, yeah, movie. Yeah, those movies almost don't, don't exist. exist now. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um, so.
0: It's it's very interesting to hear what hear what they had to say about it. Like even George Lucas was saying that um, it's only a matter of time before the cinema becomes like Broadway, where it's like it's like a relic of a bygone era. It's no no. Basically, what he's saying is that is that uh, VOD is the future. Mm-hmm. Internet inter- watch, uh, internet movies are the future, uh, and eventually cinema is going to become like going to the theater. It's like movies are going to play for a year. Mm. Uh, and, That's Bucky Hart picture show all the time. And, and uh, ticket prices are going to be uh, like Broadway prices. You know, it's like going to be insanely expensive. Mm. And going to the going to the movies is going to be like going to the theater. And if you if you want to watch like I what's if you want to watch what's current, then you need to uh, well, you
1: know you you'll get it on VOD or something. Mm. I I would like to think that they can both be supported. I mean the the the, the studios way of working as well is also awesome enough that so they get like the it's not good to the exhibitors in the U S anyway. You know what I mean? It's not yeah, like yeah. The, a lot of U S exhibitors aren't really. Um, keyed up they're not incentivized to give a good experience because that opening box office goes 100% to the studio mm-hmm. and in the following weeks it goes on whereas you know like Man of Steel is out of, was out of the cinema here pretty quick yeah. I yeah. couldn't get a showing to go with my girlfriend to see it it's gone I don't know but Long Range is probably gone as well things are moving so fast there's no time to build up that third mm-hmm. amount I think what VOD though is a pain in the ass like A Field, of England, a Field in England was kind of uh, trumpeted because it was out on Film 4 uh, VOD and the at the same time and they've actually done some screenings in fields in england mm-hmm. which is kind of cool but uh, getting any of that here is a, is impossible on the flip side uh, indie game the movie mm-hmm. um i reviewed this a couple of years back about like following a couple of developers making the video games mm-hmm. documentary about them guys doing it now they've gone back and while well, the show kind of ended the, the documentary ends when they release their games so this is like an epilogue later so, you can either get the special edition or for four ninety nine, you can just buy the extras. Mm-hmm. Which is like a load of different little uh, segments on each of the guys and some behind-the-scenes stuff and a lot of other things. And it's all DRM-free. I just logged into the website, bought it, downloaded it, watched it. Cool. And um, while... Piracy is the big bad thing in the room for everybody but it's also like no it's not piracy it's that your business models are based on outdated data. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get the DVD is it, Blu-rays will probably never be as big as DVDs I don't think mm-hmm. because there's so many other options these days mm-hmm. and people don't want to fucking have their house full of crap. <laughs> I, haven't, I don't know when the last time I bought I mean the DVDs and things they would build up mm-hmm. and they're not going to like it's the same with TVs we went from having your CRT TV, to your big CRT TV, to your flat screen TV, to your flat screen 3D TV. Mm-hmm. So again, the TV companies are used to making money every four years mm-hmm. for the same customers. Mm-hmm. Now everyone's got their brand smacking new 3D TVs. Mm-hmm. They don't want another one for another 10 years. <laughs> so the TV companies are gonna see a big drop off. Yep. It's all these companies making bad decisions on these booms will go forever, so. Hopefully some studios will survive the crash and those will be the ones making giant robot movies. We'll wait and see. Mm. Another thing I want to say about Pacific Rim is that essentially, what I th- another thing that shocked me
0: about it is how much of a blatant remake of Independence Day it actually is. The alien
1: stuff? Yeah. The locusts? He actually says, it, I need to check whether it's actually the line that Bill Pullman says. It's, it's the, like locusts going from world to world. It's, it's, it's such
0: a, re- it's a, it's a remake of Independence Day with shades of Topka
1: yes <laughs> i mean a, a friend of mine mccall in the us he put that up he's like mccall McCall.
0: <laughs> mccall jones
1: you're laughing at him kick your ass um, he was mentioning yeah it was great nice one Guillermo, for make remaking top gun and you know casting yeah. uh australians as Iceman. so that antagonism came out of nowhere there was no i mean you get these you need these guys i mean it, it was kind of nicely set up that they're brawlers they're not officers Yeah, yeah do you know what i mean uh, but there was no singing scene in, a, in the bar with white suits, which I was disappointed with. Yeah, that would have made it. Or gratuitous product placement for Budweiser. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Oh, and the f- fucking analog versus digital bullshit. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? It, it runs on nuclear power. <laughs> it's such bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a, I mean even what's his name Clifton Henry Clifton Jr Frank Frank Clifton Jr Clifton Collins Jr Clifton Collins Jr like visually he's a weird looking dude in the control room there
0: yeah I, I never realised anyone could look that weird with a bow tie yeah
1: <laughs> did you find Marie, Marie, Marco Mori's character like just simpering at the start yeah like I was like why can't she because Top Gun's a good example why can't she be badass like Kelly McGillis yeah why couldn't she be on an equal footing? Yeah. Because yeah. it, it it very clearly fails the Bechdel test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Wolverine doesn't. There's more than two female characters they talk about something other than Wolverine. Yeah. And you would not expect that from a Wolverine movie. Yeah. So I was like, would it have been so hard to have just a few more like why would she have been a badass and stand up to her own instead of like walking into the wrong fucking room or wedding herself every time yeah, yeah, she's yeah, a Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. The guy yeah, from Sons of Anarchy, I just peeped myself. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. He's been working out. <laughs> Oh, yeah,
0: and it's like, how many
1: fucking shirtless, shirtless
0: shots does one boy need? It's like every single time.
1: Wolverine's probably got more.
0: Dude, Hugh Jackman needs to be careful, he's like... Yeah, the, no, he's he's
1: 44, 44. His continuity with his body is like, it's not, it doesn't match. No. Oh, but the hair is... I mean, the hair in the first X-Men when you watched it was like, okay, it's, it works. And now looking back it's like it doesn't work <laughs> <laughs> and, and the one in, in origins looks really bad i see there's a few videos online it's that kind of floaty lungy yeah, yeah, thing yeah, 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 yeah. but in this it's a little punky yeah, yeah yeah. and it works really well especially with the black suit he wears for a good bit of the movie excellent good movie Alright, well I'll finish off then with another movie which may or may not uh, destroy a cinema World War a studio World War i mm-hmm. uh, I'll put a link up as well for anyone who's seen World War Z because actually World
0: War Z is the only big budget non-sequel
1: that did not bomb but I'm not sure how much money it needs to make because someone I found online I'll put a link off to it the original ending mm-hmm. they threw out the original third I'm not sure how much because it tested badly with audiences Right. I'm not sure how much of that was finished. Right, right. But right. from the synopsis online, it sounds expensive. Yeah. It's a lot of picked battle <laughs> scenes yeah, as well yeah. as some other stuff. This is in Moscow, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You read that? Yeah, yeah, So they just threw that the fuck out and also way the fuck down beat ending. hmm Um so I don't know whether that's gonna make like way more than it 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 you know, it's gonna make a lot more money mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. order to actually make its money back. hmm But anyway, so World War Z has uh, you're reading the book, right? Uh, yes. In the book, Jerry is just going around finding out stories from people about what happened. In the book, Jerry doesn't exist. Oh really? There's yeah. no Jerry? There's no Jerry. There is no Jerry. <laughs> so who's the main character in the book? What's
0: uh he, he remains nameless. I mean he's just basically the guy who is interviewing all these
1: people. And he's just capturing stories of people talking about yeah. how they survived Z-Day. Yeah. World no, world no, world. I
0: mean the from everything that I've heard about the movie, the, the title's the only the thing The title's common. the
1: only thing it has in common. <laughs> The alternate ending that might be on DVD has a lot more Matthew Fox probably as well. There's some weapons they use, called, they're like axe gun things to clean out the zombies, That that's the only thing that might be written over. Right. In this, uh, Brad Pitt is Jerry Lane, uh, with his wife and kids, he's quit his UN researcher in- investigator job, he used to be like, you know, he would investigate war crimes all over the world and stuff like that and get to the truth, these things for the UN. Mm-hmm. Um, He's just hanging with the kids. They're going out. going out to town for the weekend. And I think I think Charles told us it was uh, Charles. Donnelly told us it was Edinburgh, Dublin, as Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, or Philadelphia. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, on the way up is that this cool traffic jam scene which you've seen in the trailers, with yep. like the cops just fucking herring around the place and all this kind of stuff. And you then you start to see just the people running. And the trailers make it look like it jumps to him going on the you know going on the job pretty quickly, but he doesn't want it. Um, it starts off with him actually just trying to get away. Like, they're very straight away, totally up close and beside them. And you get to see his mindset. He's like a... You know, he, the reason why he's an investigator. Like, he sees someone getting bitten. Mm-hmm. And he sees what's been going on. And he's he's kind of... As he's running away, he keeps looking back. And he's counting. Mm-hmm. One thousand, two thousand, three thousand, four thousand. 2,000, 3,000, I guess it's 12,000. And then the body jumps nice. up and fucking starts pegging it after everyone else. Mm-hmm. These zombies are very... Twitchy. Right. They don't shy away mm-hmm. from using the word zombie. It's actually a plot point. It's like someone sends a memo out of Russia that mentions zombie and that's where he's got to first got to find out. Mm-hmm. But the first part is just him trying to get the, trying to survive his wife and kids. Just sort of trying to like get the fuck out of where the city they're in. Uh, mm-hmm. He's got a friend in the UN who says, I can help you but I need to get you back. I need you to find out. We can find the source. We can find a cure. Mm-hmm. So he starts going to look for that. Mm-hmm. And it is... They've crafted a weird movie, like they go to North Korea or South Korea, like some team there and mm-hmm. uh, find out some stuff and that doesn't work out. Uh, the, 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 there's a, a genius that they bring with them who doesn't make it straight okay. away. Mm-hmm. Uh, a weird CIA agent gives them some details so he goes to uh, Israel mm-hmm. who has walled themselves off mm-hmm. from the rest of the world. Which is an interesting choice, For it's not, not, not the usual places you'd go and like this bad shit happens, and there's the plane stuff as well. I was wondering how they're going to end up on this plane if they have all their military stuff flying around with them. I thought mm-hmm. um, the plane sequence actually is awesome. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard that That's really cool. It's very cool, and it all makes perfect sense. In the trailer, you're like, why would this happen, or how would these things happen? But actually, you know, they're like, there's there's a lot of cool moments that they're attracted by noise. So when they spot something in the back of the plane, it's like everyone gets their luggage and tries to barricade it. Yeah, right, right. Uh, He has a satellite phone. He tra- checks in with his wife. There's one moment mm-hmm. of which is hilarious where they're trying to be quiet getting away from zombies and he called her earlier and couldn't get through and she calls him right, right and okay. the fucking thing's going off like well you're all fucked now, boys <laughs> get the fucking it. <laughs> the final third of it, it it breaks down to a kind of a more corridor based adventure where they're in a the world health organization center and they're trying to get something i won't say what it is but it, i mean they're not looking for a cure as such but it is an interesting flip on what they do, right? And it is very tense. Very tense. And these zombies are cool. They're very twitchy. Like there's an awful lot of like weird, like f- you know, a little bit like uh, Sadako from The Ring. Weird right. movements. Like right. and a lot of them it, when they're not when they're not around anybody, they kind of go in dormancy state. But there's a lot of teeth clicking. Like a lot of like right. right. They look like, like chickens or turkeys. <laughs> you know, the kind of like twitchy gobble gobble movements or mm. twitching the head and stuff. But, it is, I mean, that that sequence is pretty tense. There's a lot of tension in this movie. These zombies are up close, in your face, and he gets it's very close for him to get it away at times. Cool. And it works really well. I, was, I mean, it could be one of those things where I wasn't expecting much going into it, mm-hmm. but I really enjoyed it. Um, it's relentless. It doesn't give you much rest. Like, it was pretty fucking tired after the fucking movie. Like, it is pretty hard on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, But But uh, it's definitely worth a watch. I would recommend going to see it. Cool. I'll definitely be checking that out. Cool hello hello (laughs) you're on the radio
0: (laughs) no it's fine it's fine it's fine
1: (laughs) we don't edit this anyway so
0: yeah it's fine don't worry about
1: it (laughs) so that will end our podcast for this week (laughs) (laughs) thank you for listening (laughs) thank you for listening we'll talk to you again soon bye goodbye we did the top 10 sorry we did the Malaysian (laughs) but we haven't done this in a while Malaysian and U.S. box office top 10 so did uh, we just say bye and then we yeah we'll do this anyway I don't know. I'm still recording we're doing this alright we have to do this it's part of the show okay U.S. box office top 10 at number 10 it's Monsters University number 9 World War Z at number 8 The Heat
0: number 7 R.I.P.D. number 6 Pacific Rim number 5 Red 2 number 4 Grown Ups 2 Three Turbo. Snail movie. Number two, Just Pick Up on Me. Number one, The
1: Conjuring. I hear this is awesome. Yeah, oh, I'm hearing good things. I'm bad, but it's mostly jump scares and stuff. Right. And in Malaysia, we have a number top, number ten, Tales from the Dark Part One. Mm-hmm. Number nine, The Rooftop. Number number eight, Mata Chi. Number seven, The Lone Ranger. Number six, Singham du. Number five, Marian. Number four, Despicable Me 2. Number three, Red 2. And number two, Turbo. Number one, Pacific Rim. Doing well internationally. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll keep that up.
0: Thank you very much. We'll talk talk again soon.
1: Again. (laughs) Yeah, again. Good Good
0: night. Bye.